0: The words that I've just read to you are believed to be part of an early Christian hymn. There are other places in the Bible, such as the Gospel of Matthew and the Gospel of Luke, that give us the Christmas story, the birth of Jesus, more from a ground-level point of view. What we've just read is like Heaven's point of view of Jesus coming to Earth. So if you've ever wondered, like, what is the fuss all about when it comes to Christmas? And I'm not talking about gifts and shopping, Amazon deliveries, uh, full parking lots, uh, crazy malls, um, streets that are just jammed with vehicles. I'm talking about what's all the fuss for Christians that every year they want to celebrate Christmas and make a big deal about it. Well, we need to hear this perspective in a letter written from the Apostle Paul to the Philippian church as well. See, Christmas begins with Jesus, not with Mary, not with Joseph, but with Jesus. And it is written of him here who was in the form of God. Quite often, every Christmas or, or Easter, there will be a media outlet or a news agency that will run a story on Jesus. You know, who is he? Is there something new that we've discovered about him? And often hinting that there is. There's some new information because that's good for for, uh, results, it's good for ratings. But we know that Jesus lived as a historical person and we know what the early church believed about him right from the start and what they believed, what they proclaimed was this, Jesus was God. They had a way of saying that, Jesus is Lord. And they were willing to die for that proclamation. So we read in this hymn, Jesus Christ, who was in the form of God. Now when the writer Paul used that word, the word he used is morphe, which means it's an outward appearance of something that is true. In other words, it's not a fake form, it's a real form. It's truly representing that which lies behind it. So when people saw Jesus, when they heard him speak, when he, when he grew up and he began his ministry, what they saw, what they were experiencing was really God. Because he was God. And this is what is so amazing about Christmas because of what Jesus, who God is, what he did with his position and his power. This year we have seen a number of stories that talk about in the news the, the abuse of power the emergence of the Me Too movement, where men in positions of power have used their position for sexual exploitation. We have seen political rulers who have oppressed whole people groups in our world. There's a reason for the saying, power corrupts. But there's an exception, and it's Jesus. Think of what Jesus does with the power that he has as being God. Paul writes he did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. That word grasped could be taken in a couple of different ways. It can mean uh, like a robber would steal something and then hold on to it, not wanting to lose it. Think of Gollum in Lord of the Rings, you know, precious. He wants to grab onto something and not lose it, grasping. There was also a first century idiomatic uh, expression which meant that you would, you want to grasp as in seize something to take advantage of it. So like seize this opportunity, or when we hear the words, he took advantage of her, it has that kind of ring. Jesus, all powerful, ruler of all, king of the universe, majesty, what does he do with his position and his power? Well it says here, he made himself nothing. He made himself nothing. That word means emptied himself. And it, it's not that Jesus ceased to be God, but Jesus took on to himself something that he never had before. He took on humanity. So when We think of Christmas. Christmas does not begin with Mary and Joseph and a baby born in a manger. It begins in heaven with Jesus deciding that he's going to come to earth and take on humanity by emptying himself. And that emptying of Jesus was exactly this, that he who had all power and all rights and privileges would not grasp onto them, not hold onto them for advantage, but in order to serve us, take on humanity with all its limitations and restrictions. I used to live close to a place called GF Strong's Rehabilitation Center in Vancouver. And I have been familiar with family members who because of a car accident or a stroke are now contemplating a potential future where there's restricted mobility. And I know the darkness of what they're thinking about as they face that. So I can't imagine how it was for Jesus, being God of infinite power and wisdom and freedoms, to restrict himself to a life here on earth for us. It's the most amazing act of downward mobility. He who placed the stars in their position, now as an infant, grasps the palm of the virgin's hand. A baby. You have to ask why. Why would he do this? Well, the Bible gives its answer through a story and you have to go right back to the beginning and there we, we learn that God created human race, but the representative of our race rebelled against God, and the result of that was a brokenness, a broken relationship with God. A, a, it led to a brokenness with each other as people. And we experience the frustration of that yet today. We, we have trouble getting along with one another, and many of us are separated in our relationship with God And we have this bent to do things that are self-motivated, whether we're individuals or corporations or countries, there's this mixture, there's good things and there's also the bad. Education has not worked, social experimentation has not worked, we have not been able to fix it. We've created a mess. And though we yearn for everything to be absolutely right, we're unable to get there. Some of you are parents or you have been parents and you probably know what it's like for your child to be working on something and I mean you see the solution for what they what they need right away. You know what has to happen, but they're struggling with it. They can't see the bigger picture and so they, they don't get it. And you offer them your help, but maybe they don't want it in that moment. One of my children used to say, I do myself. I do myself. And so we would wait as parents until they actually realized that, no, maybe I do need mom and dad's help. And I think in some ways God has done that with the human race. Sometimes we don't know how desperately we need Him, that He's the one that can fix our mess. But it says in Scripture that in due time, God sent His Son. Oh, he had made some stopgaps between our original rebellion and when Jesus came, he called the people, he gave them a law, but everything pointed to this time that we celebrate today. Everything pointed to Christmas. The coming of his son, Emmanuel, God with us. One of the biggest messes we have in our world right now is the displacement of large groups of people from their countries because of oppression. We have hundreds and thousands and millions of refugees in our world, displaced people. This year as a church here at Central Heights, we were able to support an organization called Building Leaders for Peace that work with refugees and bring together young leaders, that some who are refugees, some who are from North America, and talk about peace and working together. And I've seen some of the videos, they are so moving, but one of the stories that came back to me was how one of the Syrian refugees in Turkey as they were talking said, The biggest thing to them was the fact that some from North America came there just to be with them. That you're with us made all the difference. See, this is what Jesus did. Jesus came and he planted himself in our humanity, God with us. And he not only came to identify with us, but he came to fix the mess that we've created See, the issue isn't just out there, it's not just political things that need to be fixed and social things that need to be fixed. If we really examine what's going on, we need to be fixed, each one of us. It's the human heart, we contribute, each one of us, to the mess that we're in, and that's why we need him so very much. So one day Jesus will fix, everything will be made right. He will be and is the judge of the world, but in the meantime he came, first of all, to fix to make it possible for each one of us to be made right with God, and in so doing, we find that our relationships with one another are so much more right as well. This is the good news that the angels proclaimed. Peace with God. Jesus made it possible. Jesus served us this way, fully God, fully man. He became the perfect representative before God. And he served us not only by becoming a human being, but by walking as a human being in perfect obedience with God to the cross where he would lay down his life on our behalf and on himself take all the punishment that we deserve in our place. That he rose from the dead and because of that, those of us who believe in him now can have a new living way in a relationship with God. That for us is what makes this night so sacred and so holy because each year it reminds us that Jesus came, he lived, he died, he rose again. That because the mess and the majesty collide, we have hope and live in hope.